What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So we are just uh, recording here before Sunday night football. Boys, how are we doing? Doing good. A good week of fantasy football. An interesting week of fantasy football. I felt like it was high scoring. Would you guys agree with that statement? I would totally agree with it. I think Very this week so. more than than any other weeks, you had a lot of booming performances. Um, I have a question tailored specifically for uh, Brady and Bradley. Uh, how does six and one feel? Feels amazing. It, good. Long way to go, but it feels good. <laughs> we got a very long way to go. Yeah, feels great. Um, but anyways, I, I, if you would have started the season with some of the players that that went off today, like Deonta Foreman, Tony Pollard, I'm trying to think of other players at the top of my head. Just some players that you probably wouldn't have thought of at the beginning of the year. So that I think that's what's awesome about fantasy and why we like doing this is because it's so it changes so much week to week. It's and not just the plug and play. Year. Like you have exactly. to stay in those. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's so fun to analyze. It's so fun to talk about and just recap what has happened throughout the year. So um with that thought in mind, let's let's get into some week eight recap. Um Starting with the Thursday night game, Baltimore versus Tampa Bay. Bradley, this game is yours. Talk about it. Yeah, honestly, not a horrible game when it comes to Thursday night football. We've had a couple duds in the past. It, it really wasn't that bad. Um, let's start with the good Isaiah Likely, um, a guy that's booming onto the scene. To be honest with you, when you watch him, he looks more like a receiver, but he plays the tight end position, and that's super beneficial. He had seven targets, 16 points. Um, Mike Evans was solid for you. I mean, 11 targets is going to get the job done. I think. He is a steady point no matter where the Tampa Bay offense is. You're always feeling good about having Mike Evans on your roster. Um, Lamar and Tom Brady, they did okay. I, I They didn't hurt you, but they didn't win you the week, if that makes sense. And then the bad is just Baltimore's injuries. Gus Edwards went down. Mark Andrews went down. Rashad Bateman went down. So they were all non-factors. And then Kate Otten, um, he's kind of a streamable tight end. He had a touchdown right before the, the game was about to end. He got called back from an uh, – a penalty. So he finished the game with two and a half points. So that was really the Thursday night game. Um, your quarterbacks did okay. And Isaiah likely stole the show. Lenny was also inefficient. Very. We'll be talking, we'll be talking about him later though. I'm excited about that. That's a good stick around for our one's got to go. So, um, next game, Denver versus Jacksonville overseas. Josh, talk about it. Absolutely. So I think this is Parted like the first game after James Robinson got traded. So we saw what the usage is going to be like for Travis Etienne and buckle up because the, the re- here on out, Travis Etienne is going to be for almost locked and loaded top 10. Like the guy is going to be an absolute uh, staple for you. Um, Jerry Judy lo- looked like he had some juice. He got quite a lot of looks from Russ, um, but there on out, it was pretty disappointing. Like Melvin Gordon and Latavius, like their finishing stat line was fine because they got into the end zone, but was incredibly inefficient. Um, Cortland Sutton, like, guy got four targets for 13 yards. Like, we got to figure out the usage with him. But largely, the quarterback position you were really disappointed by. But the tight end position you were very happy with. Evan Ingram and Dulcich both got really great tight end finishes. Uh, Dulcich had 87 yards, and Evan Ingram had 55 yards and a touchdown. So what you were really happy with that. but yeah, so that basically was it. Lawrence has been super disappointing. Um, and Russell is still still preheating the oven. He's not cooking quite yet. What I'll say about Trevor Lawrence, I don't say he's been disappointing. He's been very inconsistent. He's right now with the quarterback 12 on the year, but I think he's had four or five weeks really? below 15 points. So he is he defines the term streamable, in my opinion, plus matchups. Like the next two matchups, Las Vegas, Kansas City are plus matchups for him. So He's someone that you can keep your eye on, but he's definitely streamable. I want to go back to Travis Etienne really quick. We talked about uh, top 10, and I, and I don't disagree with you. I just want to make sure before we get to our ones got to go, we have some players on there. I want to make sure we're not overhyping this. Derrick Henry, I was trying him, to, correct? Uh, like, like, I just want to go through the top tier. Derrick Henry, yes. That's not even a question. Yeah. yeah. Austin Eckler, not a question. Yes. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, not a question. Yes. Saquon Barkley, yep. Nick Chubb, absolutely That's not a question. Nick Chubb, That's Nick not Chubb a question. Is, you're taking Nick Chubb. 
It's not a question. Uh, Delvin Cook. I think, I think it's the same tier. Similar tier. Madison Madison eats into some of the work with Cook that I think it will limit a little bit of his upside. Like he had a touchdown today that that could have been going to Cook, whereas I don't think that's going to be nearly as much of a problem with ETN. You think ETN's going to get the red zone target or red zone touches? I'm just saying he's not going to have as much competition in the backfield. I would Josh, I think that. I think you're a little too high on ETN. I think he he has top ten play, but he I don't think he is a top ten running back. This was also that. a plus matchup for him. That's very. They fair. were they were winning. They, he had twenty four carries. I don't think he's going to get that every week. Wait, Jeremy, uh, did you say Delvin or ETN? Denver stinks. I would be in the the Dalvin Cook camp, but I don't think it's the gap is not wide. But right. I, I would be in right. the Dalvin Cook camp. I'm not thinking. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head outside of our one's got to go. So stick around. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I would take Travis Etienne or Joe Mixon. I would take Etienne. I'll take the I'll take the efficiency. I think his upside is higher. Yeah, I I home, would home run plays as well. I mean, we'll shoot guy. We're going to talk about Ken Walker. Travis Etienne. I would go. I would go. Eh, I'm going to go Ken Walker. Better offense. The reason I would go Travis Etienne is because there's more receiving capability. Yeah. Brady, let's just remember you you went Damian Pierce. I just want to bring that back up. (laughs) He's him. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Sorry, I'll pull it up numbers. I need to pull up numbers. They had like the same fantasy p- production today. One person yeah, was getting 12, 12 points. He's RB 13 this year. Okay, let's move on. Um, well, oh, we could talk about Deonta Foreman or Travis Etienne. Just kidding. Carolina, Atlanta. Jeremy, talk about this game. It's a great segue because uh, Foreman went nuts. Uh, it, it was sort of a crazy game, and it produced a decent amount of fancy points. I'm unsure how many of those fancy points helped managers. Uh, most probably played Foreman. He had a huge day with Hubbard out. But Mariota was good. Kyle Pitts was good. DJ Moore had a huge day, especially with the big Hill Mary at the end. And I would, wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those guys went off on people's benches. Um, outside of that, that was sort of the story of the game. Um, I think DJ Moore, if, if I am a manager of DJ Moore right now, I'm probably looking to see what I can get for him. Um, cause I just don't know if the consistency is going to be there and he had a massive week. And if he does happen to get traded still, he'll have to, you know, learn a new offense, go to a new team could take a little bit of time. So I think it'd be worth to see what you could get for, for him. Cause he's probably closer to the value that you drafted him at now than he was two weeks ago. What are you guys' thoughts on Demir Bird? 17 points back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I, I watched this game for a good chunk of it. You know, I was going back and forth. I mean, the play that he had, the touchdown, was unbelievable. He's super fast. He's a guy that can take one play to the house with his speed, and they lack some of that. So it's interesting. I think he could potentially be a stash, but just given their passing volume in general – there's just not a lot of players I'm really excited about in terms of upside compared to others that you could pick up on the waiver wire. I wouldn't even think about taking him. He, the he offense has, is not good enough. Played more than forty percent of the snaps. No, I yep. think that goes with everybody. I mean, even Drake London is tough to hang on to right now. Oh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we we gotta talk about it. Don't worry. Brady's Brady's fired up about Drake London. I just can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh Chicago versus Dallas. This game points. Wow. 49 29 Dallas. Let's talk about the good on Dallas' side. There's not much bad. So Dak was efficient in his game. Um Tony Pollard went absolutely nuts. I guess I do have a question for you. This is football related. We're football fans. What kind of value does he present in free agency next year or is like is this a team that he could potentially get the franchise tag he looks not let him walk he looks incredibly explosive um i could totally see them parting ways with zeke and then stashing tony pollard okay i i think so too um also cd and dalton schultz they didn't hurt you they didn't go off like you would for a 49 point 
Dallas scoring day, you would expect them to have more. They didn't, um, but they did not hurt you. They both got over their projected total. On the Chicago side, Justin Fields, you very well, you very much can stream him week to week. Um, the rushing upside is 100% there. He had 60 yards on eight carries and a touchdown. I mean, that's better than some running backs this week. So um, absolutely can stream him. On the bad side, uh, Dallas, the question is what happens when Zeke comes back? I think Tony Pollard is a person you could probably trade away if you um, are concerned about the touches. Um, and then on Chicago side, David Montgomery, done. Stick a fork in him. <laughs> like, is done. I'm done with it. You're mad. You're going to drop him in a I traded. I traded him for. I traded a second-round pick for two benched players. <laughs> Who was the second? Matt Ryan. Oof. You're in the league. I know. That's why I was. I, <laughs> okay. I okay. I was like, what? Did you, you just, just tried to pour a, salt I, on so, the wound? No, I was trying to have a refresher. <laughs> <laughs> that that offense is getting better. And to Brady's point, Justin Fields is absolutely streamable. They they're using him in much better ways. They're having more designed runs for him, and they're getting him outside and throwing on the move. And he's been he's looked a lot better. If you if you could redraft that quarterback class, which who's the first one you're taking? Man. It's been a disappointment, 100%. It's been very disappointing. Actually, I, I know who the pick is. It's Jalen Hurts. It has to be. Right? I would. I mean, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, okay. Out of the one thing I do want to say really quick. One thing I do want to say quick. Fields, Zach Wilson. Next, right. next three games for Fields, Miami, Detroit, Atlanta. That is an incredible schedule going forward for Buckle him. Buckle up. <laughs> My, so, I'm just saying, like, if you might be trying to – get or er, get in early on him in especially like a super flex league or if he's a QB two, I think you'd be very happy with that. I mean, when you have a quarterback that can get 50 rushing yards in the first half, like you're feeling pretty good. Yes, most definitely. I think so too. Speaking of Miami, Detroit, they played each other this week. Bradley, what's, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, honestly, another high scoring game. I think that's what we all anticipated. Um, the good Tua is productive when he's out there playing. Um, almost 30 fantasy points, which is going to get the job done. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill are extremely good. Tyreek Hill is the wide receiver three. So I have a couple names for you guys, and you guys got to let me know which one you prefer. Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson? Hill. Probably Hill. I think it's Tyreek. Stephon like, Diggs. Oh, Diggs. Diggs. Better Diggs. offense. I would take Hill. Cooper Cup. Hill. The yeah, bottom the bottom line with Tyreek Hill is that there's very few players in fantasy that are as valuable as he is. Now, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is the wide receiver eight. Here's a couple names for him. Jalen Waddle or C.D. Lamb? Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Jalen Waddle or Mike Evans? Waddle. Evans. Safer. Evans, Jalen Waddle or Debo Samuel? Oh, I'll go with Waddle because I don't know how Debo's going to look with McCaffrey coming in and taking the load. That's a, that, that's a really good point. <laughs> True, I, and then yeah, I would go Waddle right now. Just kind of wrapping up the rest of this game. Jamal Williams, a, a touchdown vulture again, just drives me nuts as a DeAndre Swift owner. It just it, that absolutely irks me. Uh, the bad is that DeAndre Swift only had five carries. He did have five catches and got in the tub, so he didn't kill you for fantasy, but his usage was not very good. Amonra was targeted a good amount of times, but wasn't as productive as you'd like. I mean, 10 points is really not going to hurt you, but when you're playing Amonra, you're looking for the, the 15 to 20 points. So rather disappointing for uh, the Lions, two studs on fantasy. I'll be interested to know the uh, the snap percentage between Jamal and Swift. I wonder if they were getting him acclimated into – uh, the system or, or back into play, or if, if this is legit, like, I don't know. Hey, we're, 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 we're using him like, uh, I don't Tony Pollard. Like <laughs> that's yeah. a bad oh, using God. Swift as Tony Pollard is bad. The bad comparison, but like, that's, you know what I mean? I watched the majority of this game. They love Jamal Williams and they continue to put, and I hate up. that. Me too. And, me and what also didn't make sense to me is I, I think there was about six minutes left in the game. Um, and they're down trying to get back into it, giving the ball to Craig Reynolds. Like, I got, I don't know. It, it's weird when you have Swift on your team. And then if you love Jamal so much, it, it is 
a little bit peculiar. It's sure. it's almost like they have a really good roster besides their quarterback, and then if they if they lose a lot of games this year, they get a high pick, and they get to draft a really good quarterback <laughs> next year. Brady, are you accusing them of tanking? <laughs> oh. Jared Goff has been good in fantasy. He has yeah. been. I, I, yeah. But the thing is, like, I I would be surprised if they didn't use their top five pick for a quarterback. I, w- I, would th- I would think that's what's missing. I'll tell you this much. If you've got fantasy players playing against either the Dolphins or the Lions, start them. Yep. That's a good call. Uh, Arizona versus the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, this was a really fun game. Another really high-scoring game uh, from, you know, it's been kind of a consistent thing with this week. But quarterbacks, I think they did really – they did very well for you. So Murray had 26 points. Cousins had 23. Um, the running game from Minnesota was insanely efficient. They were, Minnesota was gouging them all all day with Cook and Madison. Uh, so if you, for some reason, started Madison, you were happy with the 10 points that he got you. And then Dalvin Cook dominated – uh, got in the tub and was active in the passing game. That's exactly what you want and what you expect from Cook. Uh, Jefferson was pretty underwhelming as far as what you're com- um, expecting from him. He just felt like he wasn't like the Arizona defense was making that a priority to try to not take him out of the game of not dominating. Got eight targets for 98 yards, so certainly didn't kill you, but you expect more. My goodness, was I... The, I, I'm going to get on my soapbox here and say Wide I was incre- receiver, incre- incredibly wrong. I was incredibly <laughs> wrong. DeAndre Hopkins absolutely dominated. He is an incredible receiver. You could tell every single time that Kyler dropped back that he was his first, second, and third read throwing the ball. He just he threw it to him 13 times, and the next highest was eight. Like He absolutely was feeding him like crazy. And that one-hitted catch in the end zone was nice. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> He was not open. Like he absolutely was not open. Harrison Smith was blanketing him and he just still came down with it. One thing I do want to talk about is Rondale Moore. I think it's an incredibly interesting um, position because obviously he produced like crazy this game, but a lot of his, you know, his a dot is horrible. Like it's all on the line of scrimmage and they're just saying, Hey, go make a play, go break some tackles. What do you think about Rondale in the rest of the season outlook for him? So for not to talk about him. Oh, for later, you're saying? The reason I would (laughs) like Rondell Moore is just because they manufacture touches for him. Like, screens and and runs are Cliff saying, hey, we need to get Rondell the ball. Yep. The one thing I will note about Justin Jefferson, he did have Byron Murphy on him. Byron Murphy's one of the best cover corners in football. Um, Like, statistically, he has been as shadowing people. So I'm not saying that that's the reason why he disappointed but I'm saying that probably had something to do with a, a little bit of a, a down game, which is still totally. almost 13 fantasy points. Yeah, I'll, uh, finish, I'll finish up ahead. here quick. But uh, Ertz, you were pretty happy with uh, 13 points. But Eno and Benjamin, just kind of a bad game. But if James Conner's not going to play, you're, he's still going to be a pretty decent option for you as a running back. Um, and then Irv Smith, I just don't think is going to be an, like a week-to-week option at the tight end position until you see you know, some relatively high-end production from him. Uh, like Munt was, took a tight end or a touchdown from him uh, in the end zone, which is a really nice play. But, uh, yeah, so that was this game. I think you can stream, stream Irv. I think he has he has tight top 12 tight end potential, which means I, I think you can stream him. When he plays Detroit, I would stream him. <laughs> like I, I would say, true. like, week to week, I think you can play him, but you, you can't feel good about throwing him in your roster. So no, I totally no. get what you're saying there. Uh, Las Vegas versus New Orleans. Jeremy, this game is yours. Well, we don't have to talk about it very long because there's really <laughs> only one side that you need to talk about, and it was mostly one player. Uh, Elvin Kamara, if you waited, if you were patient, you didn't get scared and, and try to trade him early on, he is exactly who you thought he was when you drafted him, um, and, and more so. I mean, 10 targets, yep, that'll do. Nine catches, 96 yards, two two in the air, uh, one on the ground. Just a really, <laughs> really productive, really, really productive day for him. Chris Olave was fine. Uh, another seven targets for him. This offense is much better with Andy Dalton, and it's pretty evident right now. Um, they looked really good. On the Vegas side, I mean, you were disappointed if you started anybody. Derek Carr was 
really bad. Uh, Josh Jacobs was 10 for 43. So like, wasn't like he was super inefficient, but I mean, you're, they were trailing the entire game. Couldn't really sustain drives. Devonta Adams, one catch, three yards, just brutal. I mean, I know there's a team in Wisconsin that would take him back. Um, it's a rare lose-lose NFL trade. Usually somebody wins or both teams win. It's a rare lose-lose trade. Totally. Yeah. Not not good for, for Vegas right now. Not good. At least you have their pick, though. No. Nope. It was the first and second all, from last year. Yeah, it was all last year. I wish. I thought that for the longest time, too, by the way. I thought they got two ones from him. <laughs> so, uh, no matter about it. Sorry. <laughs> hey, do you think the Saints could win this division? Oh, absolutely. To be honest with you, if I had to pick a team, I would probably pick the Saints. That's how I felt after the game today. I would still pick the Bucks to win it. Really? It's fair. It's, that's fair. I mean, boy, it's hard to bet against Brady. What offense do you trust more? I think we should say what defense do you Option think Option C, more? neither. <laughs> I think you should say defense. And the Saints finally looked like the Saints defense again today. Tyron Matthew was all over the field. They were impressive. Yep. Uh, the New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. Kind of a boring game. 22-17. to 17. Uh, The good on the New England side, what was really encouraging for me is that Ramondre still out-snapped and out-touched Damian, Damian Harris. So uh, to me, that's a good sign, even with Damian Harris coming back, that he's still out snapping him. Um, and then Jacoby Myers, my goodness, you guys, 12 targets, caught nine of them, 60 yards, and he's a touchdown machine now. Um, you can feel good about playing him in half-point PPR leagues as your wide receiver, too, as your flex. I think he has that kind of output. Um, on the New York Jets side, uh, Garrett Wilson showed out. I, I think check your free agent wire. See see if, if he's out there in waivers, um, and I would pick him up because I don't know if there's going to be um, another second-round pick that might be on that roster going forward. So um, on the bad side, Damian Harris did not look good, um, and then nobody in the running, running back room stood out, which maybe could be a bad thing. Otherwise, that could be a good thing of this is James Robinson's backfield going forward because it was such a, a quick turnaround. Also, one shout-out to Tyra Conklin. He also had a good game, too. Real good game. Tight end one. I I would try to trade away James Robinson. Just use the name. Use that as leverage. Personally, I, I have no interest in having him. We'll talk about so that later. So you would not have made a trade for him last week? Okay. <laughs> for our listeners, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you won that trip. But anyways, uh, Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia. Bradley. Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia, or should we call it the A.J. Brown show? A.J. Brown, three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. He was the top dog from the wide receiver room. Can Can I stop you for a second? You may. There's so many taunting penalties going around right now. Did he get That's a taunting penalty for that? He did. I just saw the, the video, and I didn't see a flag, so I didn't know if he got a, a taunting penalty or not. Okay. They did. Yep. Okay, sounds good. Well, moving forward. Uh, Jalen Hurts was also very good, 28 fantasy points. The biggest thing from Jalen Hurts' 28 points is that he had 10 rushing yards. So normally it's, hey, he's going to get two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, and that's where he's going to explode. He did it completely through the air, which is is very good to see. The bad. Najee Harris, boys. It's, it's really, really bad. We're going to have an honest, real talk in probably about 15 minutes. And, and George Pickens was was brutal as well. Zero fantasy points, goose egg. So Pittsburgh is is really, really licking their wounds at this point. They're struggling. It, yeah, he needs to be on waivers. George Pickens does. I'm sorry, you, you, can't, you can't trust him week to week unless, I guess you could probably hold out to see if Claypool gets traded. But after, if, if Claypool's on that team for the rest of the year, I just don't feel like you can trust him. I, I think I disagree a little bit. I think he's Pickett's favorite option. Really showed it today. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to be a person. Yeah, I know. Tennessee versus Houston. Josh. Yeah. So this game was a little boring. Like the passing volume was about as much as I – but about as much as I was throwing the ball today. So Davis Mills not doing it anything. Malik Willis 
not doing anything but to, how much were you hey, throwing the football today you know I, you know i was getting my let's get my own arm warmed up okay, in the, in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the tennessee derrick henry is absolutely eight uh 219 yards two touchdowns um just an absolute monster again i was wrong he is absolutely killing it and i it's just we're gonna be back here team. next year and he's gonna be your running back eight and then 100 <laughs> baby um uh damian pierce still absolutely very productive for what you were expecting from going into the year not very efficient but he still got into the end zone so that's all that you're really um looking for and then brandon cooks He's been very disappointing this year, but 73 yards, you're not going to be insanely disappointed with that. Um, but that's basically, that's about it from this game because there wasn't much passing volume. So uh, just Henry absolutely ate this game. The Titans won a game in the year 2020 with 55 passing yards. <laughs> Congrats to Malik Willis on his first professional win. I, I didn't. Did you say 2020 or 2022? Did I say 2020? 2022. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. We are we are in the year 2022. <laughs> check the tape. Check the tape. My fault. <laughs> we, we will check the tape. <laughs> I was excited to say my statement, and I cut it short. Apparently, two <laughs> <Like> years. <laughs> Derrick Henry's legit. He is he's so just, good. He's such a freak. Washington versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, another sort of stinker in the afternoon slate when it comes to offensive football. Uh, really not a lot going on for most of the game. Washington made it interesting at the end. Uh, on the commander's side, Antonio Gibson continues to make plays. I think if you're playing a Washington RB, he's the one I would play. Uh, he'll be the one on the field the most in negative game scripts. So that's where I sort of lean. McLaurin put together another big day with Heineke. If Heineke's the quarterback, McLaurin should probably be in your lineup. Um, six catches, 113 yards. Jonathan Taylor got banged up on the indie side, uh, kind of stayed in the game, but definitely not, you're definitely not thrilled with what you're getting right now from JT. And I know it's it's a mixture of not great offensive line play, some injuries. Um, you know, he was fine. He he wasn't inefficient, but he just didn't really do anything. He didn't didn't have really any action in the passing game, just one target. Didn't find the end zone because Hines uh, vultured one away. So you're definitely not thrilled. I, I think there's better days to come because if Ellinger helped in one phase of the game, it was hanging on to the football. So they had a way better time of possession than they had been doing with Matt Ryan's turnovers. So that is maybe the one bright spot there. But from the receiving options, you're not thrilled. I don't think it's getting much better. Um, Pittman, I think, will be continued to be consistent right around like 10 points but his upside is is very, very capped if he doesn't find the end zone. What is your guys' panic meter on Jonathan Taylor? Zero being you're not panicked at all, 10 being that we're, we're, we're trading him away. Eight. I'd say seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm a seven. I, I'm definitely concerned. I, I have optimism that he will turn it around because he gets volume, but like he's gotten hurt twice now this season, and his team is really not that good, and his offense is not that good. If you were if you were needing wins right now, would you trade Jonathan Taylor for Ramondre Stevenson? In a redraft league, yes, I would. I would, which is Not crazy. In a dynasty league, no. I don't. I don't think I would. That's tough. That's close. Do you? Where are you guys at as far as dynasty with with Jonathan Taylor? I still don't think he's even still, talk to still, me about that. Still very high. He's still a top five. Brady, let it out. I trade away like five first round picks for him. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be right. No. Okay. Seattle versus the New York Giants. Not a lot to talk about on the New York side. It was literally Saquon Barkley. Anyone else disappointed? On the Seattle side, Gino looks really, really, really good as a quarterback. There's just gonna be some games where he doesn't pop for 25 fantasy points, and this was one of those days. He had 19 fantasy points. That's not gonna hurt you. I like how the offense looks. I like how Gino looks as the quarterback there. Um, Ken Walker, he he didn't hurt you. Um, he had a really nice touchdown run. Still got outscored by Damian Pierce. He's the second best rookie running back for fantasy purposes. <laughs> Keep it noted. Um, the part that really surprised me, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, I didn't think DK was going to play. Not only did he play, he scored a touchdown. Nobody did. So absolutely insane. On the bad side, I... The Seattle side, tight end by committee. You can't play any of them. Noah Fant was the guy they traded for. 
can't play him. Um, and then the New York Giants side, nothing happened that was good besides Saquon. So uh, Seattle dominated the game. The biggest disappointment for me was Wandale. Um, you thought that he was going to kind of propel into the wide receiver one, and he really did not. That's fair. And he wasn't yeah. even that involved. It's not even like he just disappointed. Right. Like exactly, they weren't trying to get him involved. They weren't <laughs> manufacturing targets. stuff. Yeah, that was disappointing for sure. Richie James had two fumbles lost. It was, yeah, <laughs> cut both on punts. Yikes. Bad. It really <laughs> changed the game. They had no. <laughs> San Francisco versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, San Francisco ran away with this one at the end. The biggest thing, Christian McCaffrey, hi. Yes, this is why you take him one-on-one right here. Three touchdowns, all three different ways. Are we back? Are we back on the one-on-one train? We're here. Never left. Never left. <laughs> never lost. Never lost. Never left. Um, surprising was Brandon Ayuk. He looked really good in his six, six catches. Uh, he looked explosive when he caught the ball. Jimmy was very decisive looking for him. Cooper Cup looked good again. Um, you're waiting to see how serious his ankle injury is. It doesn't look like it's going to be too serious. He walked off on his own power, but it's something to monitor. Um, the bad, what I want to talk about is Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby has fallen off the face of the earth. He is still the tight end 10, but the last three games he has had 8.1, 1.2, and 2.5 fantasy points, which is abysmal. Is that good? No, it's bad. Okay. <laughs> So obviously, I mean, I would keep him on my roster. I feel good about him compared to other tight ends, but he has not been good. I, w- I would like to apologize to Christian McCaffrey. Kind of threw shade on the trade last week. I think all three of you deserve back, some apologies. When, you, when you're running back and also be a quarterback on your team, I guess that's why you make the move for a running back. <laughs> yeah, fair. And so is that, why, is that why the Packers are going to trade for Chase Claypool? They get a quarterback out of it too? <laughs> 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 Hey, yes, got him. He's got a nice right before, Yeah, right. Shout out to these, right, Bradley? Yes. Shout out. Uh, any other thoughts on week eight? No. Negative. Interesting week. All right, let's take a quick break. Come back and do week nine preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's fourth and a mile pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the fourth and a mile podcast. Getting right into week nine preview. Um, we are going to do waiver wires, do our top five and honorable mention like we normally do. Um, really quick, bye weeks coming up this week Cleveland, Denver, Dallas, the New York Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. So uh, let's talk about our honorable mention uh, waiver target. Who do we got? I'll start. Uh, Dearness Johnson is an honorable mention for me. He's coming on a buy, so he might be under the radar. I think there is a decent, I don't want to say decent, decent. I think there is a chance Kareem Hunt gets traded. I'm very interested to see his output this next week, which would really give Dearness Johnson a very good handcuff. He's worth being on a roster. Trying to be like Brady, call your foreman shot, huh? Yep. <laughs> I like it. Uh, my honorable mention is Garrett Wilson. Um, I think that he's very likely on your waiver wire. And if Zach Wilson ends up getting some confidence and develops that um, rapport with him, I think that's going to bode well for the rest of the season. Mine is uh, Kyron Williams. Interesting. Mile man. Mile man. Mile man. They got, <laughs> no, they got nobody around the football right now. My honorable mention is Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. He I think you get you. He looked good. You can drop him if he doesn't get traded, but there's a chance he gets traded. There's a small chance he does I get I traded. For some reason, let's come. Let's say Zedaria Smith's knee injury is a lot worse after an MRI, or Irv Smith is, and they need to go and get Gasecki, and they say, okay, let's let's do it. Alexander Madison for Mike Gasecki, and he's now in Miami, or all systems go like that. That is like a prime spot for him. So I I hope he doesn't get traded. I think he looks good, but I think it's worth putting on a roster. Let's just be abundantly clear. If Alexander Madison gets traded for Mike Gusecki, we riot. Really? You wouldn't? No. What? A back running back for a starting tight end? What? I would do no. that in a heartbeat. No, absolutely not. Okay. Number five. Jeremy, did you give your honorable mention? Yep, Kyron. Okay, yes. Number five. 
Number five for me was Justin Fields. Uh, there's a ton of bye weeks this week, so I think that his ceiling is going to be high enough for you to warrant starting him uh, this week, and I think he absolutely can be able to pay off that uh, value for you. That's a good one. I went with Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson still gets some work, and if Christian McCaffrey goes down, he is back to being a top 12 play. Top 15 play, not 12. Uh, mine is Greg Dulcich. Ooh. Tight end. Tight end, dude, tight ends pops this week. A lot of tight ends got like 12, 13. They thought this weekend was National Tight End Day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is Elijah Moore. I think the talent's there. I liked him coming out of the draft. Um, he came out today and asked about the rapport with Zach Wilson. He said he doesn't get the ball, um, so he yeah, can't have rapport. He's uh, gone. Like, he's getting traded. Like, I think traded, he's right? I think he's getting traded, and let's say Green Bay offers a third-round pick. I think that gets it done. Becker, would you do he, that? He would... Elijah Moore for a third? Yes. Yep. Yes, I would. I mean, if you're the Jets, you do that too, don't you? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, get a, more or less a locker room cancer to get out of there? Yeah. So, I I mean, Tuesday morning, I'd, I'd pick him up because that 4 p.m. deadline on the trade deadline, it might get done in the afternoon. Get, get, get ahead of it. Um, so, number four. Uh, number four for me, kind of talking about those tight ends, was Evan Ingram. I think Trevor Lawrence really um, liked throwing the ball, and he looks really, really good. Um, so I went with Evan Ingram. I got a surprise. Really I got a surprise one here for you guys. Uh, James Cook. Uh, I would oh. pick up James Cook coming oh. off a of bye week. We have not seen Sunday Night Football. I think we might see a little bit more James Cook. And coming That's off good of bye is a good opportunity for rookies to get involved a little bit more. They also were rumored to try and get Kamara. As well, they want the pass catching dual threat that running back. That's insane. That's a good one. I did not have that one. Uh, mine was another uh, rookie coming off a bye. If he got dropped, um, Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco. You can have him. <laughs> I have him and Clyde, and I hate it. <laughs> uh, my number four, Bradley. It was Bradley's honorable mention is Dearnest Johnson. I think the the likelihood of Kareem Hunt being traded is pretty likely. So, Would you say I it's Isaiah likely? Number three. <laughs> Come on. We gotta we gotta ignore that. That's bad. That was a, that was great. That, that was bad. Whatever. Dude. My, my number three is Kenyon Drake. Um, monitor the Gus Edwards situation. They, I mean, he's been good when he's been given the ball, and it's a running back, which you would take at this point in the year. Josh, you gotta feel good about that, right? A little KD action here on this. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. So my number three, again, we haven't seen uh, the, the Sunday night was Romeo Dobbs. They played uh, Detroit week nine. Um, so Detroit is an absolute turnstile. And if Alan Lazard isn't on waivers, yeah, I want some parts of that game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand. And that's honestly not a bad poll. We'll see what he does tonight. If he has another goose egg tonight, it would not be good. I went with Greg Dulcich as my number three. three. Yeah. Number third. Yeah. Number third. <laughs> I didn't know if anybody else heard it. My third was Rondale Moore. I he was stashed or trash last week, and I said trash. What I saw today, they used him a lot more in the backfield. Gadget guy, get him the ball. Um, I think he's worth being on a roster. My number two is Rondale Moore. There we go. So I echo that sentiment. Sweet. Uh, my number two is Ronnie Rivers from Los Angeles Rams. I like it. Can you say that again so our listeners uh, know his name and who What's he plays for? Can you say that again so our listeners know his name and who he plays for? Ronnie Rivers, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. They probably have never heard of him, so just. I didn't before to this, like, today. Yeah, what the heck? Like, did he, did he look good today or what? He was, he got the first carry for the Rams today. I, I don't know what they're doing with the running back field over there. I don't either, but I want action if it's a starting running back. Yeah, 100%. I get it. I get it, 100%. Um, my number two was uh, Josh Palmer. Um, so their receiving core is super, super hurt, and they get to play Atlanta week nine. So I think that's that's absolutely something I want a piece of. Kenyon Drake is my number two. I don't think Gus Edwards is playing next week, so Kenyon Drake's going to be good. So, my number one has not been said. Mine has not either. Are we Mine, are we all doing the same one? I have Dearness Johnson because I think uh, 
Hunt is getting traded. Okay. Jeremy. Mine is Latavius Murray. Pretty. Tell the listeners why we should be drafting Isaiah Likely or picking up Isaiah Likely. That's not mine. Is that <laughs> it? Oh, Isaiah Likely is my number one. I like that one, but I think Mark I Andrews is coming back. <laughs> I think he still has value with Mark Andrews there, to be completely honest with you. I think that's a fair point. He might. He, yeah, he might. So you got mine is KJ Osborne. I'm really? Is, is, you think Thielen's going to be out? Thielen could be out. Like, he could be out next week. If he's out next week, KJ Osborne is a smash play. It's, it's really not bad. That's that's actually a really good point. Thanks. He can't, that. but Thielen came back. I thought uh, Thielen was fine. He came back, and he looked fine when he came back. I mean, though. so does Zedarius. They still might swell up and all that stuff. I mean, Jamal Chase came back in the game last week. That's a very good shout. Very good point. Stash or trash? Favorite segment right here, boys. Stash or trash, boys. Let's get through this really quick because we got a couple other segments to talk about. Uh, Drake London. Trash. This is trash, trash, boys. We're done with... We're in week... We're week nine previews right now. We can't be waiting for the rookie boom. I'll be be wrong on Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't care. Don't tell me about Amon Ross St. Brown. No, just, too many Laquan Treadwells before we get the Amon Monroe St. Brown. So, I will say second half of the year, it usually, oh my goodness, rookies pop second half of the year much more frequently than first half. So if you want to wait a little bit, I don't blame with you. The, but with, the, with the triple option, we're going to pop with the white. No. Done. So I'm trash. Who's trash with me? I'm I, trash I am trash. You. I do. I, I'm trash. The one argument is I don't. Think it's his fault. I think it's the offense and what they're doing. Oh, yeah, oh no, completely agree. Yeah, yeah. that's where like the one like glimmer of hope is for him is that the talent could potentially win out. But I just I'm trash. Yep, Darnell Mooney, trash, trash. Eh, the the offense is looking better. I, I I'm not. I'm stashing. You just keeping I'm all these players stashing. or what, Josh? Yeah. Oh yeah. My bench is really huge. Mediocrity. Uh, Michael Gallup. <laughs> uh, I'm trashing him. Trash. They're a run-first offense now. I, I said it last week on the episode. They might have changed their identity where they're running the ball a lot. I, I think that might be the case, so I, w- I would trash as well. Yeah, I I was stashed right away, but two targets, no cat. I'm fine trashing. Hunter Renfro. Trash. That's trash. I that offense look terrible. Bradley, if I Bradley healthy. Bradley, if you stash Hunter Renfro and then say trash Najee Harris, we're gonna have issues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing because he knows he wants to say that so bad. Josh Hunter Renfro, stash or trash. Trash. Okay. Najee Harris, he is a stash. Stash. He's you a can't bottom- play him. Your first He's a top round pick, and you have made it to stash or trash. <laughs> I understand Welcome. names mean something. He has not scored more than 12 fantasy points. You are not starting Najee Harris. I don't care yeah, if he's playing. Yes, I, you are. I'm, you are no, not playing I'm, him. Absolutely I'm, not. No. I'm being 100% serious to everyone. If they play the Lions, I am not playing Najee Harris. That's ridiculous. Oh, it's, less, it's not ridiculous. It's it not ridiculous. He has not scored 12 points. You can play him at flex. You can play me your flex, but yeah, like which he is still is, playing him though. Like he's what he's I'm a saying that I'm, RB2. I'm, I'm, absolutely not. I absolutely not an RB2. RB2. He is a mid RB3. How is he? Let's just move on. He he is going to be on this episode until he scores 12 points. <laughs> <laughs> Noted to our it listeners. Brandon Cooks. He is absolutely a stash. 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 Alec Pierce? I would trash him because of his quarterback. That's I fair. That's actually Hook a really good point. Hook, Hook him horns, though. I was about to say. Oh, Bradley. <laughs> I, I am trash. We're back. <laughs> uh, okay. Really quick before we do our starts of the week. Uh, one player you would want to trade for and one player you would like to trade away. Yeah, I'll start quick. So trade away, I had to do Deonta Foreman. Uh, see if anyone is going to buy into the workload that he got this week because Chuba Hubbard was hurt. They were in a really good game script, or I should say like just because Chuba Hubbard was not there, he got all of it in the backfield. 
And if someone else is going to buy into that season long, I'd be interested to see what the what you can get. Would you like to make a trade with me? He is my <laughs> one player I would like to trade for. Oh, so what's Nobody... like? I, it's so hard to come up with a name, but like, what's a name? If you, I'll try to buy a little bit more time. Like, what is a name that you think? Najee Harris. I have Najee Harris, and I trade you Deonta Foreman. I would do that in a heartbeat. No questions asked. Am I crazy for taking the Najee yeah. side on that? Okay. Yes. The, the, that is, Jeremy, you would take Deonta, right? I, yeah, I would. And that's they're going to run the football. Another reminder to our listeners is like you can't just keep the same opinions you had in week one. Like it, as wild as that sounds, we didn't think we would get to this point, but yeah, you you have My to. Goodness. You're going to keep running the ball. Yeah. PJ Waters are quarterback. He's averaged 5.75 yards per carry in the last two games. Chuba Hubbard played in the first one. He, he is incredibly efficient. He showed it last year when uh, Derrick Henry was out in Tennessee. He can tote the rock, and he's, what, 25 and, years old? And they sold Christian McCaffrey to get Foreman on the field. Well, I don't know if that was it. <laughs> yes, yes. Good. Hook him. <laughs> okay, so that was my trade for. I, I did Deontay Foreman as my trade for. My trade away um, I think Jeremy already mentioned that DJ Moore was one that I thought as well. But since you already said that, I would say AJ Brown. I would trade him away because they have a very easy schedule. They are a very good football team and they are a running football team. I, I, I think he's a great a player. Bit. I want to push back a little bit on the DJ Moore. I think with PJ Walker, that that quarterback change has kind of flipped something with Moore, where he's getting a lot more targets and have been a lot more productive when he had Baker compared to had, when he had Baker. If they didn't have that lapse today in Atlanta, he had 12 fantasy points. Yeah, that's fair. Still happens. He, he is also my trade away. Somebody that I would like to trade for is Raheem Mostert. Someone that I want to trade away is Cortland Sutton. Dude, my guy. <laughs> oh, Sutton is. I would have said AJ Dillon, but he's on waivers. <laughs> I completed the page, my Brady. guy. Even at my guy, I gotta go at his guy. <laughs> I completed a trade last night for Cortland Sutton and was very disappointed in uh, the result this morning. Yeah. Uh, my trade four would be Devonte Adams. Really? There's any, Fair. There's any panic there? There's no way they don't get him the football. Like. Yep, I agree. It, so if you had DeAndre Hopkins and you wanted to trade away Hopkins for Devontae Adams, would you do that? I would take Hopkins. The rest of your Hopkins, I'd take right? Hopkins. I'd take Hopkins. I just want to make sure. That was my trade, the first person that came with Sorry, Josh. Yeah, my trade for is Naeem Hines. I think J, uh, JT, if he's going to be banged up more or less the rest of the year, I think that's something that you can get some volume in that passing game too because I think that team is going to be very bad. So they're going to be negative game scripts and be in a, a lot of passing, a lot of passing work, and Hines is great at that. And your trade away was Deonta Foreman? Yep. Okay. Uh, starts of the week that everybody's been waiting for. Josh, you get to start us off this week. Start us with your quarterback start of the week. Yes. So my quarterback start of the week uh, last week was Kyler. I'm sorry. that That's not true. was Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> Is that your start of the week this week? <laughs> no, no. Oh. Your start um, of the week was Kirk Cousins. I'm looking at the wrong week. I was looking at the one. Yep. So Kirk Cousins, <laughs> uh, he actually hit. Uh, so that's fantastic. And my quarterback start of the week this upcoming week is going to be Aaron Rodgers. At a boy. So just for for clarification to our listeners, Kirk Cousins is currently the quarterback six when we still have four quarterbacks in place. So he is not an absolute hit at this point. Is a monitor. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is top six right. this week. Right. Yeah, that, he's good. On to my quarterback. So <laughs> hold on, we, we gotta we gotta give Aaron Rodgers his, his top. Wow, we are struggling with starts of the week right now. We, Let's yeah. go, boys. We gotta Dial switch. it back in. Ten. Top ten. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Love it. I went Derek Carr. Derek Carr got benched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Justin Herbert versus the Falcons. We should do it where you get like negative points if you do it so bad. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I have some Just this a week. DNF on the old on the old timeline. Uh, Justin Herbert, I would say top eight. Wow. Yeah, eight feels. You gotta, we have to we have to temper expectations. Been, yeah. What, yeah, like I guess. he hasn't been I, like eight, great. Eight's fine. Eight is fine. 
Um, so my quarterback start of the week this week was Jared Goff. Needed to be top 12. He's currently nine. Yeah, we'll see. My tight end, or my tight end. Wow, we really are struggling. <laughs> my week for this week is Justin Fields versus Miami. Top, top. What'd you say? 12. Yeah. That's fine. We gave you Aaron Rodgers top 10 for play Detroit. Justin Fields is top 12. I can't wait. My quarterback start of the week for, oh my, week eight was Daniel Jones. He needed to be top 12. He finished as a quarterback 23. That would be a negative one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My quarterback start of the week this week. I am, don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I am going to go with Kirk Cousins versus the Washington Commanders. Revenge game? Top 10. I like it. Top 10. It's an easy hit. Okay. Running backs. <laughs> uh, my running back start of the week last week was Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he was supposed to be top 14 and he's nine. So I'd say that's a likely hit. Uh, oh. My running back start of the week uh, this next week is going to be Miles Sanders. Fantastic. He's got to be like top 14. He, he I, I plays say, Houston, remember? I would say top 14. <laughs> He was also on my list, 100%. I hope he was on all of our lists. Yes, he was, he's on consensus. Uh, so I had Miles Sanders my start of the week last week. He is currently the RB14. I do not feel good about that. I just want to get that on the table. Um, so <laughs> Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones plan and Joe Mixon. I don't feel good about it. Uh, I'm going with Raheem Ostert versus Chicago Bears. I like it a lot. Get a line, please. 16. I was going to say 18. 17. What were you going to say, Jeremy? 16. 16 it is. <laughs> Noted. <Hi>. Noted. <laughs> My running back start of the week this week was Deontay Foreman. And that was a hit. Need to be top 16. My running back start of the week for this week is going to be Deontay Foreman. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Start taping it. <laughs> it is going to be Travis Etienne against the Raiders. Top eight. I was going to say eight. <laughs> okay, eight. What, what were you going to say, Bradley? I was going to say no. 12. <laughs> we'll give him nine. We'll give him nine. We're feeling good about it. We're feeling, feeling generous. Uh, my, speaking of generous, running back start of the week. In week eight was DeAndre Swift. He needed to be top 10. He is top 20. Not going to get the job done. Man, why do I do this to myself? My <laughs> running back, start of the week this week, is A.J. Dillon. Really? Detroit. Oh, that's why. Um, top 20? 24. That's what I Thank before. you, Bradley. That's actually like four spots is like going to. That is a, that's a big deal. Okay. 24. 24 it is. How many right now are hits by four spots? Quite a bit. Thank you. Go ahead, Thanks, Josh. Brad. Appreciate that comment, Bradley. Um, my start of the week last week for the wide receiver position is Jalen Waddle. Uh, he needed to get top 12, and he was four, so he hit. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week this upcoming week is going to be Alan Lazard, and if he can't go, Romeo. No, nope, no, 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 no. We don't get to do that. He, he can have Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> Both got to be top. Lazard it is then. Both got to be top 40. I would say 17 for Lazard. Sure. And you, feel good, you feel good about it too, don't you? I don't, but it's fine. Okay. Touchdown. So I have Amari Cooper as my start of the week. He plays tomorrow, so that's a hit. Um, and <laughs> I am going to go with uh, DK Metcalf versus the Cardinals. Ooh. 16. 14. 15. Wow. 14 <laughs> is rich. 
Really? Yes. You think so? <laughs> really? <laughs> my, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my wide receiver start of the week this week was Adam Thielen. He needed to be top 19. Thought we were going to get there. He did not. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week this week is on the same side of the football that Bradley just picked. But I am going on the other side with Tyler Lockett. I thought I was safe with him. Dang it. Um, 18. 15. I don't know why they're not. Yeah, the they, they are very much the same tier. Okay. 15. And I, I feel better about Lockett at 15 than I do DK. I remember his <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week was Devonta Smith. I mean, we are cooking with gas right now. He needed to be top 20. He was 50. <laughs> uh, my wide receiver start of the week this coming week is Chris Olave versus the Baltimore Ravens. Top three. He's going to smash. Top 15. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I was going to say 16. 15. 15 okay. <laughs> tight end. <laughs> All right. So my tight end start of the week, uh, just this past week was Dawson Knox. Uh, he's playing later. So that's a hit. Uh, my tight end start of the week. This next oh. week is also <laughs> Dawson Knox. I mean, you double up back to me. What's hilarious is that what do we even top 10 two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what is he in the last week? Top ten. Top double up on it. We're we're doing nine. Double you, up. You, he hasn't even played yet. We're doing it. You pick the same player back to back. You get. Is there a rule one. that says I can't do that? Jeremy, you good with nine? Nine. Thank you. That's German for no, so it's ten. Got it. Bradley. Dalton Schultz was my start of the week this last week. Um, he is currently eight. Needs to be top nine, so probable hit. Um. I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst versus the Carolina Panthers. Top 10. Yeah. Do you not like that, Bradley? That was going to be 12. But... <laughs> you literally need to put your put your jersey on and catch two balls to be top 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Jeremy, you're up. <laughs> uh, my tight end start of the week. This week was Dallas Goddard. He needed to be top six. He was not. Uh, <laughs> I was disappointed about it. My tight end start of the week this week is I'm just going to apparently, I think the Raiders are going to be bad next week. So Evan Ingram. That's a good top, one. Top 10. Top 10. Nine. <laughs> Jeremy, it's 10. It's okay. Uh, my tight end start of the week for week eight was Mike Kosicki. Needed to be top 11. He was six. Good hit, Brady. First one of the day. I am going to go with Gerald Everett this week against Atlanta. I like that. Top oh, like nine. That top nine. I was going to say eight. Well, two of us said nine, so. You uh, let's, uh, well, I, I no, felt good no about Nick other. Williams. Against the Falcons, you gotta be feel you gotta feel good about that. You're just trying to reverse jinx me. That's fine. Whatever. Um, my <laughs> <laughs> let's go to one's gotta go. So I talked. We I mentioned that we were going to talk about Travis Etienne a little bit more in detail. Uh, our one's gotta go has to go with running backs, and the four running backs are and this is for the rest of the season: Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, Leonard Fournette, or DeAndre Swift. Which one's gotta go? Uh, this pains me to say it, but I think it has to be Fournette. Um, that's got to go. I just think the volume is going to be there for all these guys, but the offense I'm a little bit more worried about than at the beginning of the season. So for me, it's Fournette. I would agree it is also Fournette for me. I think Kamara and ETN are the, the two clear safe ones for me. I'm interested to know what Swift's role is going to be in weeks to come. True. It comes down to Fournette and Swift for me too, but Fournette is the one to go. Same here. Who was number one on your list? Kamara. It's so hard not to say Kamara after this week. It's Kamara. It's Kamara. Josh? 
quit sipping the juice. It is Elvin Kamara. I just said you had hesitations when we were going through the list about ETN Your and all the players who is switch so it up. much. Oh. I just said it was Kamara. Brady. Good. Flip the attitude. We're we're getting out of here. <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep. We'll see you.